<laughs> Welcome to Roundhill Radio. Through our conversations, we discover the holy and the ordinary, look for moments of grace and peace, and redefine what we talk about when we talk about faith. Good morning, Ed. Good morning, Leslie, on this morning after the Super Bowl. Morning after the Super Bowl. I almost forgot the intro halfway through. I was starting it, and I was like, I don't, I don't know what I'm saying anymore. <laughs> I stayed up way past my bedtime and still didn't watch the end of the Super Bowl. I was like, oh, there was overtime? That's fun. <laughs> right. Somebody won finally, so there we Somebody are. Somebody won. I figured I'd wake up to someone have no. having won it. As my friend uh, said in a text this morning, no skin in the game for yeah. us. So. <laughs> yep. Let it be. Let I was it like, be. that's great. That's great. So what are we talking about today? Well, we are almost halfway through the month of February. We've been exploring the theme of justice and Mm -hmm. thought it might be interesting to think a little bit about what makes this word easier to talk about than some of our other virtuous words Mm -hmm. and maybe more difficult to talk about. Um, And and I guess I asked that question because way back when, when we were planning this, um, I actually had some personal resistance to justice, not because I don't care about it, but because it is such a huge, it feels like a much larger topic mm-hmm. than some of the others, and maybe um, a little less accessible. Uh, you know, sometimes we've talked about the fact that justice is often equated in the minds of many people with forces that perhaps we think beyond our control. I mean, that's not true, but we think about justice taking place in forums and in halls of power and debate that don't Mm -hmm. feel like they're accessible to us easily. It's not that they're inaccessible completely, but it's not easy to get to them. And uh, I would just use as an example, you know, that when issues are being debated um, in the state house in in Hartford, you know, we can, any, as citizens of this state, we can speak on issues. Um, We can sign up to testify and give testimony on different kinds of matters that relate to justice. But again, it it can involve going up to Hartford, you know, it can, there's a journey involved and uh, it's a, it pushes us out of our comfort zone, both literally and metaphorically. Mm -hmm. So I think part of the challenge is to make justice feel like it is in fact within our grasp and how, how is it that we can make a contribution right where we are even if we feel we're somewhat limited in terms of mobility, uh, how can we still be a part of it? So that's kind of what's on my mind um, yeah. this morning. And it kind of feels like there's <clears throat> multiple elements of the word justice. You mm-hmm. know, there's there's legal justice. There's mm-hmm. um, justice being served, being, you know, someone being um, appropriately... Uh, prosecuted for a mm-hmm. crime or being, you know, not. Um, mm-hmm. I'm very eloquent this morning, clearly. Um, but then also, there, I think there's this idea of like, of justice as equality, mm-hmm. of justice as all people being treated fairly outside of a court system. Right? It just feels mm. like justice as a world identity or as a as a uh, as a state of the world Mm -hmm. that we strive for. And that's Mm -hmm. sort of an interesting idea. And so when you're approaching justice, is it the latter you're, you're thinking of as you're preaching on it or? Well, I think that what I've tried to do, I guess one way to answer your question is I've tried to 
find stories that provide entryways into this big topic, understanding that we could be finding stories for a very, very long time. So what are the ones that we can choose, you know, that are perhaps most immediate? And uh, so that's what compelled me to think about starting with the prophet Amos, who says, you know, let justice roll down like waters and righteousness like an ever-flowing stream. That's one of the great images of justice. Um, but then it's, you know, um, it, it moves into the experience of Moses, for example, who's commanded by God to lead the people of Israel out of their bondage in Egypt, out to the promised land. And he, so he becomes a spokesperson for justice. He did not ask for the job. He did not want the job. He tried to refuse the job, but he wound up doing it anyway. And yeah. and maybe that's, uh, so those are stories that are entry points. That's how I've kind of worked with it. Um, by the way, I think that's one other reason why the theme of justice can sometimes feel a little more challenging for people is that sometimes we get caught up in justice and we may not initiate that journey. Whereas we think about generosity, gratitude, using our imagination, the theme of love, those feel like things that kind of come out of us maybe a little bit more naturally. They're within our, our daily grasp. Whereas justice, the call of justice, might come to us at an unwelcome time, challenging us to do uh, a thing that may seem far beyond our capacity, may even put us in danger. And I, I think of a story in a little book called It's Our World Too, which is a kind of a collection of, of stories from children and youth who became justice advocates, um, even when they weren't expecting to be that. And one young boy witnessed um, something happened in his neighborhood, an act of racism <clears throat> in his neighborhood towards a, a local family. And um, when the police came into the neighborhood to question the residents, um, basically everyone said, nope, didn't see anything. Nope, didn't see anything until they got to this young man's door. I think he was 14 or 15 at the time. And he said, yes, I saw what happened. And so he testified in court and uh, <clears throat> several people were convicted and sent off to juvenile detention facilities. And so when he and his mom went back to, you know, they wanted to continue their life in that neighborhood, he received so many uh, threats that he actually had to move from this neighborhood in Philadelphia to go live with uh, relatives in another place. And he actually gra graduated from high school somewhere else. Um, wow. Yeah. So, I mean, it... It was a very costly thing, but he stood up and did it. And I think that's the other side of justice that, you know, challenges us. So that's not an exact answer to your question, but these are, it's, it's starting with stories, I think, mm -hmm. rather than, you know, big definitions uh, where we can easily get lost in the grandeur of all that. I can appreciate that. I mean, isn't that how Jesus taught was through stories and mm -hmm. parables and helping us I think finding the humanity in it, finding the people in it, instead mm. of it being a huge concept, I think those mm -hmm. stories you're telling are helping us have faces and places to something that can feel ephemeral. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm thinking back a time in my life when I lived in a city, and um, I certainly was hoping that I and my congregation would become more involved in some of the the challenges faced by the neighborhood, because there were challenges in some ways that we faced as well. And um, when I happened to talk with some people in the in the community about that, who were had a lot of um, 
you know, had a long track record of working on issues in cities to get to successful change. You know, they said, don't start with policies. Don't start with that big overarching thing. Start with people. Listen to people. Talk with people. So that usually, you know, means that you go out and you have these one-on-one conversations. Get to know people. You know, where are they at their at that particular point in life? You know, what are their children doing if they have children? Um, what are their main loves and hobbies? And as you get to know people first, then they'll say, yeah, it really bothers me that we don't have a stop sign down at that corner. You know, I'm so worried for the kids of this neighborhood every time they cross the street. And then everybody says, yes, I hate the fact that we don't have a stop sign down there. And that becomes your first justice issue to work on. Mm-hmm. What community organizers often call the low-hanging fruit. And then, <laughs> you know, you kind of build up from there. And I think that that's, that's now my image of working for justice. Where does it start for the people who are most affected by the thing that's wrong? Mm-hmm. So. What do you think, is there current low-hanging fruit in the eco-justice Mm. fight? Mm-hmm. That's a great question. That is a, a kind of a thought I keep in mind in Gre- you know, as I do work in Greenwich and I'm on the town sustainability committee and been, we've been working with Quiet Yards Greenwich and, you know, uh, there are so many wonderful groups and people working on these issues. Um, you know, the, for students at Greenwich High School, the low hanging fruit a few years ago was uh, the declaration of a climate emergency. They said that's really where the town has to start. And the town leaders need to recognize that there is a climate change emergency and we need to declare it and then put all of our policies in place behind it. And uh, so that was the low hanging fruit for them. But I think one good example of that, you know, has been the issue around gas leaf blowers in town which, you know, may not sound like a a justice issue to start with, (laughs) but wow, it's certainly an issue for peace of mind. It's a sanity issue, I feel It is a sanity issue for sure. (laughs) Oh my gosh. And it'll save us from doing unjust things, you know, (laughs) (laughs) if we can address this one. Um, So I, I really think that that was a good example of starting somewhere, getting change, which uh, did happen in Greenwich, so that there's been some change around the times of year when people can use gas leaf blowers. And, you know, that gave many people the opportunity to hear that some landscape companies are already using electric machinery and doing just fine. Thank you. So despite all of the hue and cry (laughs) that it would ruin their businesses, this has not turned out to be the case, right? Yes. So I think those are some examples of uh, low-hanging fruit. And that's, it's better to start there as well because you start talking with people about, oh, you know, the, the whole coastline is going to change and water is going to start rising with every successive storm. It just breeds fear. And, right. um, and people will kind of, you know, flinch from getting involved in that. So I guess that would be one good example and... Uh, you know, for a way in which people have, where people have found a way to get involved in the yeah. bigger, oh, that's bigger great. Yeah. yeah. Cause I remember, I mean, it felt like every day you were hearing for hours, the gas leaf blowers and it yeah. didn't seem to be 
during the leaf season necessarily. <laughs> right. Yep. And I think when when people get started with something like that, they may say, really, is that our biggest justice issue? Well, no, of course it isn't. But the whole point is you're giving people a chance to, you know, train towards something bigger. They're getting a chance to kind of build their muscles before they tackle something that might have to be much, much larger. Right. And I think that that's, that's the advantage of focusing on the low-hanging fruit. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. I think that's... Yeah. That's really interesting is that idea of getting involved, you know, in something that feels manageable and not like, like you're, you know, is not a big risk necessarily, mm -hmm. um, but it's getting comfortable with the players and getting comfortable in the saying, you know, sticking up for your community, mm -hmm. which I think yeah. is bold and brave unto itself. Yeah. Well, I think that justice, um, one way I've come to look at it is that when things hit close enough to home, we will find a way to get involved um, in issues of justice. And if that's the feeling that our child has been discriminated in some way, if we feel like our, you know, our family has been discriminated or if we're not receiving uh, equal access to resources that other people in the community, we'll step up. That's where, that's where love will get loud. You know, get, get in the way of parents and watch out. Um, <laughs> And, and I'm, I, I'm glad of that, you know, because that often, a lot of justice movements start with an angry parent. Like, you know, right? Yeah. Why? I would appreciate wh that. Why is my child not getting this program? Why, you know, why are we not being included in this resource if we, you know, um, as we should be? So I think that um, justice, as we've sometimes, I think, uh, discuss this a little bit that justice is another name for love you're mm -hmm. still it's it's but it's a it's a ferocious you know experience of love it can be a fierce a protective yeah. and that's yeah. that's wonderful um that's a wonderful gift and we have that capacity whenever we really need to step up and stand out that that god-given capacity is there and uh oddly enough a lot of people that i've known over the years have said that they were never more frightened than when they got involved in a big justice issue, you know, a big struggle against uh, a, a mighty adversary on an issue that mattered to them, but they never felt more alive. And oh, wow. so I think that that's, that's the thing to hold together. And hey, as we go forward, you know, with all of our listeners who are also connected to wider communities, who knows how we might be called upon to become engaged in a in an effort, a movement, a cause that seems so much larger than we are, but it can be realized when we are gathered with other people. You know, when we stop being one person and start being a whole community, that's a, then we're moving in the right direction. And I hope that's, uh, I hope that's going to be increasingly true around all the issues that matter for us. Absolutely. I think you also hit on something really fundamental. Um, Cause I know if, Oh, speaking for myself, I'm not great at sticking up for myself or like demanding things necessarily. Like I'll be like, it's fine. It's I can handle whatever. Like I'm flexible. I make it work. <clears throat> but if you so much <laughs> give a sideways glance to my kid, <laughs> there you I go. will hunt you down. <laughs> <laughs> I will go full mama bear on you, you know, and it's so interesting that I'm like, I will go 
to bat for her, I will, mm -hmm. you know, I will stand up for whatever I need to stand up for, for her in a way I would never do for myself. I'm like, it's fine. It's fine. I'm like, don't look at her. Yeah. If she does not want you <laughs> looking at her, <laughs> you know? Um, and I think, I think that almost makes it easier, mm. you know, cause it's, it, you know, and I, this idea that, you know, we can stand up for, for other other people, I actually have a, a little funny story that when I was living in Stamford, we had this neighbor um, that would burn all sorts of things, leaves, trash, whatever. This is a fairly nice neighborhood. It was actually, you know, it was a very nice neighborhood. Every neighborhood. So this is a particularly nice neighborhood. And he would just burn stuff. Mm. And you'd see the black smoke oh. just wafting over yep. it. And it was so annoying. <laughs> yeah. And our neighbor our neighbors would text us and be like, Are you gonna do something about this? And I was <laughs> like, What? Yeah. yeah. You could you you also could do something aren't, about this. Aren't we all here? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I was like, I'm pretty sure you're a neighbor too, friend. Um, but then my in-laws were here and the it was like it was like 4th of July weekend. I mean, it was like a, a holiday celebration weekend. And we were outside and he was burning stuff. And my mother-in-law started coughing because mm. the, like the noxious fumes were causing mm. the ash that was blowing over onto our property was causing her to cough. And I was like, well, that's it. Yep. <laughs> like I could have, you know, this was a few years ago now. I was tolerant to a degree and I didn't, I didn't want to make a fuss. You know, yep. I didn't want to like cause a whole scene. I didn't want to do a whole thing. But then my sweet mother-in-law who has some health problems and I was like, well, now it's on. Right. And I called every number I could find. And like three fire trucks came and I will admit I took a little bit of pleasure in that because this guy yeah, was just really annoying. Journey. Just as, and I had finally like stood up for and it's for the record, completely against town ordinance to burn stuff mm. in Stanford. Like this was he had been this was not okay to from yeah. the beginning. This was not just an irritation, this was like against the town's rules. Yep. Um but it really took for someone else to be affected. Yeah, directly in that way for me to be like, oh, oh, okay, yes, I guess this is worth the, the seeming risk. You know, mm -hmm. I didn't want to like cause a fuss. I didn't want to cause bad neighbor, <laughs> mm -hmm. um, bad neighbor in relations. You know, I didn't want to be that person. But I was just like, oh, you know, yeah. But it was interesting. It it really took that for me to be, you know, to sort of take what I appreciate. Sounds like a ridiculous. Like there's no risk, but I didn't want to cause a fuss and this person I was a little bit he, he didn't make me very comfortable to begin with so I didn't really, I was like I don't want to cause a whole thing um but it's interesting that you know that idea of what would it take for you to step up mm. or what it takes for us to um say enough is enough even on such a tiny I mean this is such a tiny scale obviously this story but this idea that I think a lot for a lot of people stepping up and saying enough or stepping up and saying, no, this isn't right is done from a place of love mm -hmm. and often mm -hmm. for love of other people of their mm -hmm. family or friends. And I think that's, it's an interesting part of that idea that you're bringing to us today of that justice justice is 
another word for love, I think that's can often be a motivating factor in how we fight for justice because we're fighting for our love of, of our fellow person. Mm-hmm. It's a great point. And I think maybe along the justice journey, what happens is that we're discovering how to love other people we don't know with a similar intensity as we love the people we do know. Mm, And, uh, you know, that uh, we start to see all people as children of God or all people as worthy of the fair and equal treatment. And now our circle grows larger. And uh, that, that can be a very rewarding moment when we've, experience that enlargement of our vision yeah yeah so those those big leaps of love and justice those little leaps of love and justice they all kind of they add up and they can you know dip our toe in with little 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 tiny things like calling the fire department on our neighbor (laughs) and then it and Um, then it just steamrolls from there you know and i felt i felt like okay i could i could stick up you know like that little bit of like okay i did Mm-hmm. I was a brave person today. It sounds so stupid, but I think it adds up and it gives you that idea that like, I am just one person, but I can make a difference. And mm-hmm. like you started off our episode saying, you know, everyone can um, go to the capital of our, your state or our country and, and let your voice be heard in different ways that that is as citizens of this country, that is, a right entitled to us mm-hmm. in various ways. Um, it's, there's so many levels mm-hmm. of justice, aren't mm-hmm. there, big and small? Yeah, yeah, I would agree. And I think we can be patient with ourselves. You know, I think that there are some people um, who are working on every one of those levels all the time. And I've kind of made my peace with the fact that, you know, I may not, it may not be my calling right at the moment to be doing that level of work, which has a, let's say an especially broad focus that maybe right now my goal is to do something um, that's, you know, very much within the circle of my loved ones or my church community or my town. But uh, it could happen one day that that focus will need to be enlarged. And I hope that whenever that happens for us, you know, we'll say yes and know that we're not doing it alone. And uh, as Martin Luther King used to say, you know, we always have the cosmic companionship of God. And I love that phrase. And so that, you know, wherever we are on the journey, literally, um, that that presence is there and uh, we can follow the journey through wherever it might go. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Ed. Um, and thank you one and all for joining us today. We'd love to hear your thoughts, your acts of love and justice. Um, please always feel free to leave a comment or send us an email. Roundhill Radio is brought to you by the friends and members of Roundhill Community Church. For more information, please visit roundhillradio.org. If you enjoyed this podcast, there are a few things that you can do that would make a big difference to us. Like the video, subscribe if you aren't, and click the notification bell and select all. Thank you.